Would you pray with me? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, send your Spirit into our hearts and our minds afresh and anew this morning. Lord, keep us from the distractions that would have our minds' attention. Give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear what you would have us to see and to hear this morning. Father, we come here to worship you and to hear the word proclaimed, not out of some perfunctory duty, but so that we might be transformed to the image of your Son. Father, we pray that you would have your way with us this morning. May we be the good soil. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning. Good morning. morning. What a beautiful day it is to come and to worship our triune God together. This is the third and final sermon in my little mini uh, sermon series. We'll be back to the lectionary this next week. The sermon deals with being the good soil in ministry. Being the good soil in ministry. We talked about first the calling, your calling as a Christian to do ministry, to be a laborer in the fields of our Lord, and to get clarity of that calling in this life. We talked then about the equipping that has happened over your lifetime up to this point, the equipping that the Lord is giving to you so that you may live out that calling. And now, finally, I want to end with this notion of us being the good soil in which there will be growth in our life and in the life of this church. Well, the last few weeks, we have ridded our garden uh, of all the vegetables. Our vegetables are done producing. And I saw my neighbor out recently with a propane tank and a blowtorch blowing and burning things. Have you seen these before? And so I said, I've never used a blowtorch. I want to use a blowtorch. So I asked him to use the blowtorch. And like, like any good neighbor, he said, get your own propane tank. I said, yes, sir. Um, now, uh, went into, into the garden and I utilized that to basically destroy all the weeds and to kill all the plants. And then I'll be tilling up that soil soon. Tilling it up, adding a bit of fertilizer, uh, prepping it for what um, will not be a fall garden, but prepping it for this next spring. And I'm reminded that we need to be allowing the Lord to till the soil of our lives, not to sit stagnant, not to be, as we will see in our gospel reading, one of the first three um, soils that is not able to have the Word of God take deep root and produce, produce fruit, produce abundance of fruit in our lives. Let us turn uh, to the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great, uh, great crowds, as it were, gathered around him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, a sower went out to sow. Well, brothers and sisters, I want to tell you from the outset this morning that the sower is God Himself. The seed that He is sowing is His Word, and we are, in fact, the soil. 
we are either the path that um, will not receive uh, the, uh, the fruit, the seed itself, will not produce fruit, or we will become that soil that is rocky, or we will become, of course, that soil in which there are briars and thistles that grow up and that choke out the seed. We're called to be the soil that is fertile, that is ready to receive our Lord. But we have in this moment uh, in time, in this parable, not only the parable given to us in Holy Scripture, but we're given our Lord's interpretation of it, something that doesn't happen very often. So we're able to look to our text to see what our Lord has to say about each of these soils. So our Lord, if we skip down to verse 18, says this about the various soils. He says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart, for this is what was sown along the path. My preparation for this sermon, I went back to an old, uh, an old friend, um, an old uh, German theologian by the name of Helmut Thielke, who I think gives such great insight into this parable and into our Lord's interpretation. Thielke says this, a person who is only a path, right, the, the path here that the, that the seed happens to fall on and the birds come and the devil comes and takes away the seed. He says, a person who is only a path through which the daily traffic passes, who is no more than a busy street where people go rushing by hour after hour and where there is never a moment of rest, will hardly provide the soil in which the eternal seed can grow. People who are always on the go are in most danger of this. He goes on to say, a person who can no longer be receptive soil for at least 15 minutes each day, who never allows himself to be plowed and opened up and never waits for what God drops into his furrow, that person has actually already lost the game at this crucial point for the enemy will ensue. Brothers and sisters, are you living your life as a soil that is like that path? A soil that is like this path that people are, are walking upon, that you're walking upon, that there is no, in fact, soil that is tilled, that is ready to receive that seed and have it grow. Are we living our lives in such a way in which the Word of God that is given to us is trampled along by the various concerns, we would say, the various movements and speed of this life that gives moments and time for the devil to come and to pick that seed up and to take it away. Tilika goes on to say, why is it that so often our prayers, we think, do not help us? Why is it that they scarcely rise to the ceiling of our room and fall back with broken wings? Why is it that the Word of God becomes a mere jingle of words that simply begins to bore us? We simply do not fight in deadly earnest. When a person is reading his Bible in the morning or just beginning to pray in the thought of um, bingo numbers he writes or the next business letter or the coming meeting enters our mind, we are already allowing an inaudible supersonic whistle to summon whole flocks of birds of prey sent by the enemy to descend upon our downtrodden road and to take the Word of God from us. Brothers and sisters, may we not be the path. May we be the fertile soil. 
We move on in this parable of the sower and we find the next soil that the Lord presents to His listeners, to us. He writes in verse 20, As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. Brothers and sisters, I know many of us have had those moments in our life where we have received the Word of God with great joy, but we have not allowed through reflection, through times of silence and solitude, to allow that Word of God to really be um, implanted deep down within us. We haven't allowed for that time in our lives. And what ends up happening is we receive it immediately with joy, but we have no root in ourselves. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the Word, immediately he or she or we fall away, this rocky ground. Telica, I think, is so good here again. He writes this, the rock does not receive the seed. We men can also prevent the seed from taking root. He goes on to say this, The problem is that for us to have growth in this life, to receive the Word of God, we must be compelled to die, to be moved to repentance. For all we have to do is to practice a few called uh, Christian principles. Perhaps, indeed, we don't even have to practice them in this life, but simply just have them in the form of a point of view. This costs us very little and never turns us inside out. None of it inflicts wounds of any sort, because it is through these wounds that deep roots are able to take place. Brothers and sisters, are we going through this life um, as Christians, being the rocky ground, never allowing the time or the space for our Lord to seize us and to take deep root through His Word in our life? But are we going simply through the motions of each day, kind of saying, well, I have the right Christian principles and beliefs, and I'm fine and continuing on? Or are we, as Telica mentions here, and St. John, through the mouth of our Lord, mentions elsewhere, that if there is to be deep root in growth, the seed must be thrown into the ground, into fertile soil in which the seed dies. And it's through that death that actually life is able to spring forth in our walk, in our discipleship with our Lord. And then we come to the next soil, the soil with the thorns and the thistles. Our Lord writes this, our Lord says this, as it is written in Matthew, as for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. I'm reminded here of our Old Testament reading with um, the man who we, uh, so many of us as Christians, of course, pity to many extent, and that is our brother Saul, who I think in many ways is an epitome of this soil. The cares and concerns of what the world and the people at large believed about him were actually what he cared about and what he feared more than anything else in this life. You remember the story from our Old Testament reading Samuel um, comes to, uh, to Saul and speaks for the Lord and says, go and devote to destruction the sinners, the Amalekites, 
and fight against them until they are utterly consumed. But of course we know that um, Saul himself did not fully um, agree with that proposition, did not live fully into that proposition, that is the word of the Lord given to him. And there's this telling, just almost throwaway line that we read over so quickly, so often, in verse 24. Saul, of course, repents and says to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord in your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Brothers and sisters, in our discipleship, we are called to be a soil that obeys the voice of our Lord, that fears God and not man that listens to what our Lord has been instructing us in through His Holy Scriptures and the teachings of the church, and to be opened up and, and to allow space in our lives to be formed, to be formed into the image of God. But we see here, of course, Saul, our brother, feared human beings, feared the people rather than God in His words. But our Lord talked not only about the cares of the world or the world in general, He also talks about the deceitfulness of riches. We have to ask ourselves as Christians even now, do we live our lives first and foremost to seek goods and to seek money and to seek status and fame? Is that why we exist in this life? I think too often we get caught up as believers in that world. And before we know it, the thorns and the the thistles themselves are choking out the Word of God as it has been given to us. They end up choking out discipleship. We're listening to the cares and concerns of the world over what our Lord has given to us in Scripture. And finally, of course, we see that good soil. Our Lord says in verse 23, As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He, intent, he indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty in another 30. I would venture to say this, my brothers and sisters, that um, being that good soil takes work and takes effort. It takes work and effort on our part to allow space, to read the Word of God, to be in community with fellow brothers and sisters, to receive what the Holy Spirit is wanting to communicate to us. That actually takes the death of self that takes us putting our own um, selfish desires and ambitions, putting those to the back burner and receiving what God would have for us. Now, how does this relate to our parish specifically? Brothers and sisters, as I've said quite often from this pulpit, we have many um, programs in this church. Fellowship groups are starting up. Uh, We have um, a women at the well in Thursday evenings once a month. We have a women's Bible study on Thursday mornings. We have Hall of Men. We have Sunday school. We have our worship. We have children's ministry. We have God Squad. We have all these things. But brothers and sisters, we do not enter into these things out of a sense of, um, of law. We do not enter into these things out of, out of a sense that, um, that these are just quote-unquote what Christians do. We enter into these things because we are giving space for the Spirit to till our lives, to till our soil, to receive the Word of God. And not only to receive it, but to live it. So my, my admonition to you, my brothers and sisters, is to live into these things here in this local parish, to live into them so that your soil may be tilled, and to live into the devotions that we as Christians are called to, the reading and meditating of God's Word, praying. As Tilak has said, 
So often it is difficult even for us to allot 15 minutes to listen to what the Lord might be instructing us in. And if we cannot even um, give that space to our Lord, it will be very difficult for us to be that good soil, that good soil that bears fruit. I'm reminded too of um, our reading here from uh, the epistle of St. James that talks about true faith, or we might say good soil. This true faith, this good soil, in fact, bears fruit. Listen to what St. James has to say for us. What good is it then, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. I often find in my pastoral counseling sessions with my fellow brothers and sisters, that we feel so often that our soil is not being tilled, that we are not the fertile soil to receive the Word and to live. Um, and and many, many people feel this way because they are, in fact, not living out the faith. And when we don't live the faith, we don't ever see God at work. And when we do not see God at work, we tend to forget God, right? We tend to, to acquiesce to one of these other soils, to either uh, the path or the rocky ground or, of course, Um, allowing the cares and concerns of the world to overtake us. So, brothers and sisters, uh, we are called to live into good works that arise out of our faith. And in doing so, we will, in fact, remember God and see His work in our life. We will, in fact, have our soil tilled and turned to receive that Word and to live it. I want to return to Telica one more time this morning. Telica writes this, God must be obeyed in faith and works if He is to be understood. God must be obeyed in faith and works if He is to be understood. So, brothers and sisters, this fall, as we have so many opportunities at this parish to enter into spaces where we are having our soil turned and allowed to be fertile to receive the Word of God, may you enter into these not out of law, but out of the grace of God, so that in obedience we might produce good works that the Lord has prepared for us ahead of time to walk into, and in doing so, allow our faith to be strengthened, and then being reminded that in community, when one's faith is strengthened, one person's faith is strengthened, but we living, when we are living in community, that strengthened faith vicariously strengthens the faith of so many others in this parish and allows us to receive the Word of God as a fertile soil. Brothers and sisters, I want to close with the mission of our parish, inviting all people into a transformative relationship with Jesus Christ and His church for the glory of God and the salvation of the world. Brothers and sisters, when our, um, when our soil, when our, um, uh, our garden, as it were, is tilled and able to receive the Word of God, we will be able to live our mission out well as a parish. And when we do so, those who come into these walls as a part of our community will be transformed into the image of God and be saved and be able to turn finally out into the community and do such. My final encouragement for you this morning is simple. May you this fall and this season allow space 
and opportunities for the Lord by His Spirit to till your soil, to receive His Word, to be finally transformed to the image of His Son from generation to, the, to, from generation, to generation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.